We all have a story, and all Star Wars fans have a Star Wars story. Join James as he talks with a special guest each episode to share their Star Wars story. Here's James! Welcome to the Outlander Club. I'm James Razile. This is a show where we tell your Star Wars story. Today's guest is staying bombad to my right. My <laughs> oh, there you go. Stay bombad. The shirt right is on. Yeah, the shirt is <laughs> on. His name is Scotty J. Rowe. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. And uh, all I could say is this right here, this right here, this is the motto, okay? I live by this. It's up for you too. That's the all up for interpretation. I don't know what it means. I'm going to make a video on it soon. We'll figure out what it means at some point. You don't at know some what it point. Means. It'll, it'll manifest. Yeah. It, I'm good well, though. Means, I'm staying bombed. <laughs> I think it's a, it's definitely positive. That's what it yes. is. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is awesome. I've wanted to do this for a while and we finally are doing it. I've only asked you We're once, but it still it's been on my mind for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very lazy. I'm, at least you asked. Some people just get upset when they don't show up. You know, imagine yep. if you were like, I wanted him to be here, but I didn't send him a link. <laughs> I actually, I mean? you have kind of, you have been, <laughs> you have been on our show, kind of. You probably forgot. Oh, but when go. COVID first hit, um, we did like a show every day. It was, it was ridiculous. We lost yeah. subscribers, but we did yeah. a show like every day. And you did a how you were keeping busy. During COVID, I do remember this. And yeah, I do. Remember I don't remember this. what you said because it's been a long time and I haven't watched it in a while. But uh, you were outside. I remember it was warm and I was frozen. And, uh -huh. uh, you were keeping busy. Yeah, yeah. So this is Always technically your second time here on Rebels. Wow, I'm honored. <laughs> See, you realize these things. This is how it works. When you're a viral star, really. virals—that's what bomb means. <laughs> yes, viral star. And Jar Jar used it. Obviously, look. Hold on. I, I wish he said it. But he doesn't say it. <laughs> how great would that be? He's like, that might be better. <laughs> well, if he said Bombay, you would just, you should. Oh, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would literally, what's it called? When you uh, monopolize it, I would take all yeah. these from every store in the world and just sell them at like unbelievable values. And just, I see that everyone the in the world has to own it. you be holding the Jar Jar instead of his blast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Grogu would be Jar Jar. Jar Jar would be everywhere. Jar Jar is Grogu everywhere. Grogu would be gone. Yes. Go Grogu, on. before we, we get him. started, Grogu or Baby Jar Jar, what would you? I would love to see baby Jar Jar. I really would. I, I wonder if he'd be cute or so ugly he is cute. Because Grogu is like inherently cute. Big eyes, big ears. Like everyone thinks that's cute. Like something in our human brains, like yeah. that's cute back there, you know? But like Jar Jar, like the eyes that go above his head, like there's, it's so foreign and weird. I don't know if people would find baby Jar Jar to be like inherently cute, you know? Well, I say we challenge Lucasfilm, who watch this every second they can. They're on. I know they, they do. There are only subscribers. They share it. It's crazy. They've yeah. actually retweeted y'all stuff. No That's one else. All they do. That's they, all they do. They're gonna retweet this today. I'm so Just excited. Before this airs, they're retweeting it right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're challenging them. Baby Jar Jar, bring it. Why, like ba Muppet Babies, but with Baby Jar Jar. Baby. God, it'd be great. Yeah. Baby Jar Jar, Baby Sebulba, Baby. Oh. Like, get all the fan I meant Baby Watto. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> Just like a little. <laughs> this is like a little baby Gaga. version of that. <laughs> Gaga. <laughs> Rolling As dice. I am I am excited to get further because you, uh, you just had a Jar Jar plushie right there, uh, and that excites me because, like I told you before we started recording, up until recently, a few years ago, 
no one like Jar Jar. I, I was no. alone on this island, and all Only of a sudden you. these boats and these boats started <laughs> rowing up. And it's not that I was anything special. I was probably like D special, but it was all sure. people like your age were coming to together now, and we're like we like we grew up with this, and we started rowing. We all got this island now, and now there's this giant party, and I'm kind of pushed. The, I'm the old guy at the side. Of the yeah, party. like I shouldn't be there. I'm awkwardly standing with a drink, like Matthew McConaughey and. Uh, <laughs> And Daisy Confused, yes, even yes, older, yes. though. Yeah. <laughs> that, even older. Party. <laughs> that's me at this party. Well, I'm like, yeah. The best, <laughs> the best thing about that is it's like it's a renaissance, obviously. It's a good thing. It's happening. But, like, you're the trooper for sticking through to it. Because some people, like, even gave in to that hate. You know, people that normally wouldn't were like, yeah, he sucks. You know? But, like, it's crazy. At the time, and I'm sure you remember this, in 2014 when, like, The Force Awakens was, like, starting to ramp up its its marketing, JJ's like, well, we were going to throw the, the skeleton of Jar Jar Binks in the sands of ja- on the sands of Jakku. And I'm like, even, even then, before I was a huge, like, I had gotten fully back into the fandom, I was like, that didn't sit well with me. Like, he didn't, no. what did he do? Like, he didn't do anything to anyone. Like, why would we say that, you know? I, but anyway. I Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, that I didn't like that comment. Yeah. I, that actually made me... <laughs> I don't want to talk about, it, but that made me kind of second guess JJ as a director of the movie. I like, don't blame you. Yeah, you've got to appreciate. I think you've got to appreciate what came before, uh, whether you like it or not. It's there. It's yeah, part of the history of it. And um, yeah, that, you know, I, I was never into Darth Jar Jar. That was never my thing because I was Neither like, I'm same. a Jar Jar purist. Yeah, but there's a part of me that's kind of like, if you bring him back evil now, I'm 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 kind of moving on. I'm like, sure, I just want him back. Yes. Like, just bring in him some back. Capacity, <laughs> like when Clone Wars, when he was in the Clone Wars episodes, and honestly, some of the funniest episodes of Clone Wars is when Jar Jar's in there, and he's, like, the part where he's, like, balancing out the Nemoidians with what's going on in the background. I'm like, I'm like, that's brilliant. Like, this is what Jar Jar's good at. And I don't know. I, I love this character for that reason. He's just so, I don't know, he's just so pure. It's a good word for it. He's just 100% himself. Nothing, he- no problem with that. He's very star. I think he's very Star Wars. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Like, there's something about him that when you, even when you saw it uh, 20, 20, 20, whatever years ago, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's Star Wars. There's just something about mm-hmm. him that just that's Star Wars. It's not. What was is that? Is that the Explorers? What's that from? No, it's 100 percent Star Wars. But let's get 100%. into your Star Wars story. Let's yes, do it. please. We got. We gonna talk about Jar Jar when we get to Jar Jar. <laughs> but you are a prequel. You are a child of the prequels. Yep. I'm a child of the OT, the original trilogy. Um. But I love my prequels. But it's uh, funny, so. like it, it's like I'm almost jealous of that too. You know, I'm lucky to be a prequel baby because I had them. They were already like, look, I can pull it up. I have my original box set. They were already, they already existed. Yeah. Like this was in my home. I was born in '95, and I remember, remember literally like putting these VHSs in like at two or three years old. Like I know this was a fact, or my dad had them in, or whatever. And like it's so bad because the special editions are they're in their mm-hmm. own right. You know, the definitive versions, but like. In terms of preference, like I'm not playing the original Disney Plus. I'm not playing the Blu-ray versions. I will put these in. I have a VHS player right here and watch these versions because of how much they mean to me. The Leonard Malton interviews, the the THX like trailer before each one of them, where it's like a galaxy far, far away. You know, like I for the very last time. Like these faces are so important in my childhood. And that's kind of how the journey started. Was like watching these, and then you know when you're so young. I was five when the Phantom Menace came out. You're so young, like you don't realize that this is a big vi- event until you see all the stuff around it, like all the marketing around it, and that's kind of where the journey really began. 
was like, you know, getting fast food and then you've got a toy, you know, and the yeah. thing with Anakin, you got a Jar Jar, you know, with his hands up like this and he like, <clears throat> he did that, you know, it was like, they had the tongue sucker. I had the tongue sucker, the one where you like, you just make out with Jar Jar the whole time. That was a weird oh, yeah. choice, but I had it, you know, my mom. It's a weird that. choice now, but looking back, I don't think anyone thought about it. No, like clearly no, no one thought about it. But that also all. shows how how more innocent we were twenty years ago, right? Twenty exactly. years ago, like we've we've uh, evolved into something. Oh a yeah, little, a little dirtier. So you're five dirtier. you're five years old when a Phantom Menace comes out, but you have those VHS tapes, which I've never owned, by the way. My copies were taped wow. off of either TV or my grandma. Oh, that's still cool up. though. <laughs> I, I like that. I didn't even know the A New Hope was called A New Hope till the 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 uh special the special editions came out of the theater because my copy started just after no way it was like I, it was like our way through the cross yeah and then i'm like new hope i'm like i've watched star wars for for a long like 17 yeah. years of my life and i've never <laughs> heard that title they're making this crap up yeah that's <laughs> like, no, amazing no, no, no. and then i turned on my put in my vhs the one day and it was taped off of fox wow yeah or, that's amazing no it might have been something else, but something anyway and it was a commercial and a commercial cut and there's like partway through the crawl. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't read anyway. It didn't make a difference. Sure, of course. But That's anyway, awesome, so though. yeah, but you have the the definitive Star Wars box. Like that was the biggest deal. I talked to someone else earlier this weekend, Fantasia, about that box set because it's such like an iconic box set to have for Star oh, it Wars. Is. And I'm guessing you don't remember the first time you you or your dad or someone put that. Tape yeah, in, in terms of and what I do remember is, and I do vividly remember the first director's name I ever knew was George Lucas, and it was for this reason alone. Like, really, it was for, because the Leonard Malton thing at the beginning. I don't know if you've mm. you've you've obviously have oh, these or you've yes. watched. Okay, so yeah. like the beginning where they're sitting in that room and there's like these weird little lights in the background and like it's awesome. They're sitting in two director's chairs and Leonard Malton's talking and like it's him and George and. You know, he's doing this whole George Lucas thing. Well, you know, he's doing it, we're trying to push a technology. You know, he's like doing his thing and it's amazing. And like as a kid, I'm like, what am I? What's happening? Like I'm seeing like a proto podcast. Like I'm seeing podcasting before it happened. It's like odd. I don't know. Yeah. And, and and you're taking all this in and, you know, it's just George just being George dropping bombshells and just I'm watching it. And, and that's kind of the thing where, you know, you realize this all has existed before you. And, you know, these movies are obviously old. My dad told me he grew up watching these. He remember seeing them in theaters. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool at a really young age. And when The Phantom Menace was coming out, I do remember him taking me to a theater, him and my grandfather. And I all I remember from that movie, two things, is the opening crawl and how loud it was. And if I'm not mistaken, I think someone could fact check me on this, The Phantom Menace is the loudest opening theme in terms of the mixing. I think it's wow. like super, super loud compared to the other ones there is like there's some way to gauge that i know for a fact because i think george in the commentary even said that he's like yeah, this is the we made this note like the absolute sharpest like most staccato note we could hit you might be from the I beginning that sounds familiar so so i'm sitting there i remember the opening crawl vividly i remember the ship flying by i remember i remember the trade federation ship when he flies into it like all that's vivid kind of past that i don't remember that first viewing until the pod race and i i don't know why I will always remember Anakin winning the palm race. It was it was the equivalent to Luke blowing up the Death Star for me. I cheered. I was excited. So like everything else after that was probably just from VHS rewatches, like you know, ingraining in my brain. <laughs> it's fun. It's funny you mentioned the pod, the pod race because I love the pod. I love <clears throat> huge fan of the pod race. It's one of my favorites. But there are so many people 
that don't like it or they complain how long it is. It's perfect. And, and I, yeah, and it maybe it's an age thing. Like you're like again sure. because you but for me, I don't know. I people it's too long. I'm like, but it's but that's the movie. Like it's yes it's a, it's a pivotal part of the movie. And it's very entertaining and a lot's going on. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I could have gone for I mean I, I have the pod racing video game for N64. Of course, I have it right here. Yep. Yes, you do. <laughs> perfect. It's, it's a, the perfect game. And then so like good. the thing about the pod races and you're watching it and obviously it's just the, it's like the speeder bike chase, but better. Yes. It's like every, and it's also like, you know, the hot rod scenes in American graffiti. It's like everything that George loved, he just did. And and I always say this on my, on my Twitter page and I'm sure you've seen it. It's like, I say it's the most pure Star Wars movie because George honestly was not told no. Rick McCallum told him yes to everything. And so when it came to like the Padre scene, that's, that's I think, 15 minutes of the movie or 17 minutes of the movie. It's great. It's great. And it's and it's real and it feels like an awesome moment. The, the um, the what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, anthropology. Yeah, no, anthropology. The cultural aspect of it, like it establishes everything so well. The Boonti Eve classic's a big moment. And like, mm-hmm. even as a kid with the the flags and the and the wind, I mean, that was a beautiful visual. It felt so real. Yeah. It felt so real. It, it for the first time, I think, you know, it was it was convincing enough to not, you know, feel like a a puppet or anything. It looked awesome. It still looks good. It holds up. Great. It holds up. Agree. But I got a <clears throat> side act bar here. Here we go. Because you mentioned a name, and I was going to wait uh, for a uh, uh, perfect entry point to this here topic. It is. But we're, you know what I'm going to talk about. So I was in, I was uh, 18 or so when the Phantom Menace came out. Then I hit college for the next movie, and then I was out of college by the end of it. And this one producer's name always popped up all the time. And I would, I would live on the internet at this time, as you know, because that's what I was older than you. That's what we did. Yeah, and you would read all the things as like Rick McCallum screwed up. You know, it was always this Rick McCallum hate on every level because he was exactly what you said. But you said it in a yes, positive man. Way. He was a yes man. He yeah. sat there and he's like, George wants to do this. Do this. Let's George do wants it. To do this. Use this. But you, so Rick McCallum's always been somebody. And I was, I will admit, I was disappointed when his name was not around for the sequel. I was, I like, I was just like, but but he's part. He became part of Star Wars for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I mean, it was Gary Curse for the original, but that was too. I mean, I was born in '81, so mm-hmm. I never had that relationship there. I don't know if anyone no. did because there was no online or anything. But McCallum was always there, and he always would talk. And you, twenty years later, <clears throat> are a fanboy. Of Rick you want to know why? He's that no. last. He's that last part of Hollywood. There, you don't see that anymore. This, and at least to me. You've got Hollywood producers who obviously have to, have to be like the presidents. They have to be kind of like yeah. the the stoic. They don't really they don't really curse. They don't really say anything. But when you watch the beginning documentary, or even the Phantom Men about the Attack of the Clones one, or Revenge of the Sith, that dude's dropping f bombs. That dude's mm-hmm. chewing gum like a lot, drinking coffee. Like he's like he's got this like mode that you don't see anymore in BTSs, where it's like he's kind of anxious. He's kind of like you know hyper aware and like. I, I literally every time I watched, I'm like, how I wish that person still existed, and I, and I hope I can manifest that one day. Like, I hope I am that like on top of it. Oh God, he's so cool. I can't, I can't figure it out. And he's, I don't know, maybe because he's balding and he's just like, he's everything. He's just like super straightforward. I don't know. You don't see that anymore. And I think I like him so much because he's hilarious. He's just like so unabashedly himself. 
and you know George's too. That whole crew, that whole yeah. crew that made the prequels are a hundred percent authentic. And when you watch those BTS docs, you're just like, man, I'm drawn into it. But I don't know why these past two years I've been like on this Rick McCallum high, and I've got look. Yeah. I'll, I'll, hold on, I'll bring him up here. He's gonna. I have this print. It's it's. <laughs> Talking Bay 94, um, Brandon Winner, yeah. I got a DM from him and he said, you need to buy this. And it was like a hundred bucks. The shipping was expensive. I'm like, do I need this? He goes, oh yeah, you need this. And it's, there's, this is the only print I could find anywhere from it. It's from an artist named Matt Boosh. Okay. I don't know if you could see it. It is Rick <laughs> and George. It's a print that I think they had commissioned. And I don't yes. know how it ended up. It ended up in a comic book shop in Chicago. And it is the strangest thing in the wow. world. It's signed by the artist. It's just, it's a nice print. It's not an original. But like in terms of, in terms of what it looks like, and it's just wild. He, he, they market it as, as Ewan McGregor. And George Lucas, and I'm like, that's definitely that's not Ewan McGregor. That actually looks nicer than all of the sequel trilogy posters, actually. Isn't that funny? God, yeah. that's funny to me. It, it that is amazing. Head. That first of all, <clears throat> they were able to find that, and that yes. you were able to grab it is even yes, like it's a wild. Domino effect of awesomeness that goes and, on there. Well, it's it's when you're the only Rick McCallum like Stan on the on the internet. Uh, I think I, I really think that's that's how it has to happen. I've emailed his yeah. company. Like you have no idea how many times I've reached out to try to get a five minute phone call. Like anything, anything. My fiance said we can have our honeymoon in Prague, so I can stand outside of the damn studio he works at to meet him. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. We're going to Prague, baby. We're going to Prague. Rich. I have I heard know. it's the nicest city in Europe. So you're, you're yes. a nice trip. Why do you why do you like him? Because I like him for those reasons, but there there must be a reason why you you enjoy him. It was just I was in, you know, I was in broadcasting school, taking a lot of film, and he was just the forefront of everything. And he it just I don't think at the time <clears throat> I did. I think it was like he's a yes man, he's, he's not making the right decisions. But you sure. got, like you have to understand, <clears throat> I've always said like Phantom Menace, when I saw it, that was my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Like when sure. I was in the theater. And I think I was on um Around the Galaxy with Pete, and I think nice. I actually picked that movie still. Wow. It was like that or Attack of the Clones, like my one. Yeah. But I love Phantom Menace and I can't ever not. But when, when I got when Attack of the Clones came out, I was on this website for over a year, mm-hmm. and the website had Rick McCallum talk, and and I think those yeah. YouTube videos that you can find <clears throat> were on there. Yeah, I think so too. But there was a chat, and everybody and everything was leaked in this movie, like beginning mm-hmm. to end was leaked. yeah. So when I went in and saw it, it was exactly what I read, but mm-hmm. it didn't translate the way that it was in my mind, obviously. Oh and yeah. So of I was so the first time I saw Attack of the Clones, I was very disappointed in the movie. I was like, sure, oh, man, is this a Star Wars movie I don't like? That was like my first thought. Yeah. And I was like, man, Rick McCallum needed to like step up and say no once in a while. Yeah. Then I saw it again when my parents attacked it because I saw it at, like the midnight show, right? The sure. First time, and I was so disappointed. And then I saw it again with my parents a few days later, a week later, and I loved it. Just loved it because now I knew exactly what was happening yes. as it was supposed to happen. Exactly. It was just a di- I don't know what it was. it was. Just I think so. I think just being online ruined the movie for me. Isn't that funny? Yeah, That's like because it, it gave me preconceived notions of everything. Like, and it was sure. everything was there. Like Sam Wessel, the the oh yeah, the, the Corday or. Whatever uh-huh. name of the big, like it was yeah. all like everything was, yeah. and so I was like, man. But the second time I saw it, I knew what was going to happen, but I knew how it played out 
uh, um, blocking wise. And you can accept it too. You know, one yeah. part of it is like, like when, when the force awakens had all of its leaks, you know, and it, that also was one of those movies that just like, you know, you knew so much going into yeah. it. Like so much was already been spoiled. And, and I remember like, I knew a handful of things, nothing crazy, but like I had already grown so accustomed with these characters that when that movie came out, like, Ray was already like in my brain for like a year at that point, which is crazy yeah. to think, you know, and, and playing to that idea. Like I, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, that was pretty good. Like pretty, like it did stuff I liked. And then when I watched it again, it was the second viewing that I was like, Oh, now I get it. Now I can accept it for what it is. You know? Yeah. I, I think, I think reading leaks and spoilers can, it has a negative. It, of course. You know, it can't, I don't think it can have a positive one because I mean, I'm worried about, by the time this airs, Spider Man will have come out, but I don't. Ooh. I can't see a world where people like that movie. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm like, no, you, you're expect. I don't know what. I don't know what to expect from it. Yeah, but you're expecting too much. <laughs> yes, it's just what and you might get a little disappointed. Little yeah, bit. I like. I just, I just go in there and just be like, you know what? Take it. Only what you see in the trailer is happening. Just accept yeah. that, and anything else is gravy. Like. You, I, I, but that's what happens is all of a sudden you build up and and I, it's no one's fault really it's human nature where we have sure. expectations and it's impossible to meet you and I have very different expectations on on what we're watching of and course so it's impossible to, to you know to get us both so but yeah that definitely but Rick McCall after that I kind of I grew up a bit and like you started watching more and just respected what he was doing and then yeah the transitions and everything so just like and looking back now you're like no he's pretty brilliant because George could- Lucas for all the yeses he he had a plan he yes in every aspect not just story but no technology everything around it. music all of it It, it's crazy and like when you watch when you watch any of the making of docs or if you watch in particular the beginning like rick is i mean this is george's vision i don't know anyone else who could have gave george that that perfect of a movie like you know because a lot of people think the director is the main person no i mean you've got like you've got like 50 people that have to make sure that they are on their a game. And the producer's job is to make sure everyone's doing their part. You know, the producer is the manager. The producer has to be a jerk. You know, George can't be a jerk. George dealing with, is dealing with actors who have, you know, maybe some sort of sensitive feelings towards things like George has to be the, like the, the most chill of them all. But Rick, who Rick's you gotta be, you gotta be mean to be a producer. I like yes. watching Rick because he's just he's a hundred percent himself. He's trying to make this thing a reality. And that's never easy to do. That I mean, literally, like making a podcast, if if it's not exactly how you want it to be, you'll be disappointed. But like, you know, you gotta make sure you're you're aware you have your P's and Q's line up for you to have a good show or for you to have a good movie. It's just he is an inspiration and not not enough people give him that. Like he really is an inspiration. At least, yeah. No, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't disagree. I would have disagreed with you twenty years ago, but I won't uh, today. I'll, I'll agree with you today. And it took, uh, it took five year old Scotty to show me the way <laughs> <laughs> for it to manifest. Yeah. yeah, that's that's awesome. That's actually a really good point. And like, I don't know. At, at five, I mean, you just in and it was before DVDs. At least before I had the Phantom Menace DVD, it was like you know I didn't know Rick Kyle was a thing until yeah. probably the the last probably two thousand. Five and the the Revenge of the Sith 
you know, DVD came out and like, I watched that over and over all the bonus features on that constantly. And then of course, when the other DVDs released with the Phantom Menace, I watched the documentary on that. It's just like, he was just always there for me. Always. I don't know. <laughs> Phantom Menace was the first movie I ever bought on VHS and wow. bought on DVD. No, wow. no, not, not first ever on VHS. I don't know. But it was, it was the first one I owned duplicates of. And I remember being like, this feels weird, but also it's the Phantom Menace and I can't not own it on both. Yeah. Like, that would, and then I and bought it know, on Blue. I, and that's what I was saying. It's so ironic now because, like, now you own like four versions yeah. of the same movie, <laughs> and know. like, and now it's also on Disney Plus, what you pay yeah, for. So it's like the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> I own so I own so many copies of it, but that was the first one where I was like, "Well, I have to own it on DVD." Yes, like I have to. I don't like. How you can I not? To. Yes, but that DVD, <laughs> the prequel DVDs were the best DVDs oh, of all. Like the God. with the with the back behind the scenes and all the special features yep. were just the the best they were the best. on par with lord of the rings which yeah. also had an insane bts stuff. every one of them yeah. did and, and like, but lord of the rings was 10 years later yes no a yes. year later no, 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 two years later three years two later. years later but get this this is speaking of you're gonna okay i'm gonna change your life if you have those dvds or you could find them on youtube i've watched them on youtube you need to watch the fellowship making of documentary and you would not believe the name drop in there. I'm going to say it right now. Peter Jackson's talking about previs. We had to work on previs because the movie was so big. He literally goes, and, and you know, Lucasfilm's Rick McCallum, you know, came in and he helped. I'm like, what? So I was like, there's no way you just said that, no Peter way. Jackson. Dude, it's wild. It's I'm pretty sure I've seen that, that making of. I probably just never. Oh, and there's, there's no shots of Rick. There's no shots of George, but apparently Peter Jackson and his uh, his partner and uh, I think his producer went to Lucasfilm for like a weekend or like three or four days. And they, they talk with Rick and George about previs for this movie. And I'm like, he literally, before he name dropped George Lucas, he name dropped Rick McCall. And I'm like, like, like you said, he was everywhere. He was literally everywhere. And I'm like, he had respect clearly. Whoa. And like, I don't know. It, it, it's just surprising that people don't obsess over him enough. We spent 15 minutes talking about Rick McCallum. What's wrong with us? <laughs> and also, the last point of Rick McCallum is he yes, was producing yes. a movie that had that nothing the likes have ever been done before at that point. Oh, no. yeah. Nothing came close. At all. And, and then Attack of the Clones was, the, was digital, and that was even further away from yes. what happened. But let's and get into... They Let's get into that, that. that period yes. between the two movies, because you, you're five, six years old yep. now, and the mm -hmm. merchandise... Uh, you know, there's a lot of stories that merchandise didn't sell. I had a bunch of it because I was, you know, going out to 20 and I needed the toys. Of course. But you were right. You th That merch was made for you. Did yep. you have a, a poodoo ton of it? I, okay, so funny enough, I remember this. And I don't know if it was my mom being kind of a humanitarian, but I had Qui-Gon. I had Padme. I had like all of those TPM toys and a good bit of the Attack of the Clones toys. And... I think once I stopped playing with them, there was like a period where, look, and I'll show you, this guy came into my life. And I think mm. it, it is, for, for most people that were not really young when this was a thing, oh my God, Pokemon was pretty much everywhere. So, and still is. But, oh, yeah. but that took over right after. Like, I think 97 is when that first game mm. came out, but the movie started coming out in 2000, 2001. And like that, boom. Then, of course, in 02 when Attack of the Clones came out. But somewhere between there, somewhere between there, all my Taco Bell toys got donated. And that was yep. like what my, like whenever I stopped playing with those things, my mom would literally ask me, do you want these anymore? I'm like, I don't think so. And I'm not kidding. I would come home to them and they would not be there anymore. And you that's what she did. 
I have the same story. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. It's the worst. You're like so mad at your younger self, but then again, you can't be mad, you know? I had the Ewok village. So no just, way. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the, went oh to the toy store God. with my mom and they pulled off the top shelf and and I I had I had a uh, um cousins who were older who had all the toys. So I got all mm-hmm. the hand-me-downs. So I got new toys and I had all the hand-me-downs. So I had all the ah. original trilogy that you could think of. I had oh, and I then one imagine. day one I have I think I have Obi-Wan now. Mm-hmm. Uh two Han Solos from Jedi. The exact and mm-hmm. two Landos from Jedi. They're the exact yeah. same. Yeah, a yellow stormtrooper missing fingers is what I have wow. left from those. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's it. So and same that's story. How it I feel your pain. It's weird. It's like you know, and of course I do have a lot of the some. I still have a lot of the like. I have a, a Darth Sidious and like a clone trooper from the Revenge of the Sith era. But like in terms of it being you know all there again, I don't know. I I miss it. And, and yeah, the marketing did work on a little kid. I mean, you know they. The thing back then as well as Lucas, you know, uh, LucasArts, who was making all the games, I mean, they put out like four games a year and they weren't bad games. That's the crazy part. They were putting out really, really good games. It was like, and they like lasted a long time. And of course I've got, I've played, you know, video games on my show and like, I've got them all right here, but those are the things that kind of held me over as a kid, you know, between movies or between, you know, uh, even after 05 when Revenge of the Sith was done, you know, though that's what held my interest over for so long, you know, the 10 year gap, which is really weird because you had to experience the, uh, the 17 year gap. You had the worst. Oh no, I'm sorry. The 16 year gap from 83 to, to 99. I couldn't even imagine what that was like. God, it was weird because I was so young when the originals yeah. were out that I had all the toys. But then when you're a kid, you know, there's He-Man, Thundercats. And then for you, for you, sure. Ninja Turtles came out. It was like everywhere. Movies, like that was, I think to this day, that was my most memorable movie going. I mean, Phantom Menace is really up there, but ninja, sure. like live action Ninja Turtles was kind of like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I went to a movie and it was sold out. And my dad, wow, was my dad was not happy. He's That's like, amazing. we just stood in line and we can't. Oh, and he, he took me back again, like at the next week. But yes, he was, he was not impressed with that. That's amazing. But, that, but it was like, you know, so uh, yeah, so the, and then and then I know like Air of the Empire, but I was too young for that. I would have been like ten. That's off mm-hmm. my radar. Shadows of the Empire was like, what's happening? That's like, what held you over. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one story I, I they'll probably hear all week on this is uh, Christmas Vacation was a big play in my house at Christmas time. We had yeah. it on the same VHS tape as Return of the Jedi. Oh, I so love every, that. But it was no after Return of the Jedi. So it's yes, the it's the greatest tape. So what I would do though is I would I would put it in, and my dad would be like, set it up, set up the movie. So I go to hit fast forward and I would, uh, you know, no attention span. I hit play right away. Jab his palace. Of palace. course. Of course. And I'm like sucked in every year. This would happen. And every year my dad's like, what are you doing? And every couple, <laughs> every like few years or he would actually sit and we would watch it. And my mom's like, get the movie. We're like, ah, we're stuck. Here. <laughs> nope. So, Return of the Jedi all the way. And it's you know, so it's, funny. It's like, and you might agree with this. Return of the Jedi is a weird one because it may be the closest relative to the Phantom Menace yes, in terms absolutely. of its weirdness, in terms of its setup. And like, I've always said this, you know, since the Mandalorian came out, one of my favorite episodes of the Mandalorian is Jabba's palace sequence at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Cause it's 45 minutes. Exactly. It's like just enough time. It feels like an episode of the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It is just weird. It's chock full of stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I'm a huge fan of of that movie because it feels so close to home. And I think that's the one besides uh, 
besides TPM, I think those two VHSs, like they were in yeah. that player all the time. I don't know why. Was, there's a relationship between them. There, it's there's always been my there. favorite, aside from Phantom Menace when it pops mm-hmm. up. But, but that was, I mean, again, though, with my age, that was probably the one that is most kid-friendly, too. So it's probably the one that I was, and the toys, right? So it was like, the because I, I can't speak to whether it was the movie or the toys that made me love that movie. See, weird, yeah. Because the Jabba toy is one of my favorite toys of all time. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, so who's who's to say? All right, you're getting older now. You're seven. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It's rough. You're seven or eight. Started, started drinking. Like, you started drinking. You're like, oh, there's Attack of the Clones movies coming out. You know what? Oh, wait, it's all right. I have a great story though. But sorry. Oh, I want to hear it. <laughs> my 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 good story is I remember it coming out. I remember seeing it in theaters. I don't remember it being that much of an impact. But we were at our school fair, and this one kid was like, "I'm Darth Maul." And we were in a we were in a jumping house, a little blow up, you know, bouncy house. And I said, "Well, I'm Yoda." And I'd like I don't remember I remember it vividly, just like running across this bouncy, jumping, doing flips. And I'm like, you know, at like a foam lightsaber, and I'm like hitting the hell out this kid because like that's what you left with as a kid. The movie was awesome. The romance is weird. You know, my mom loves that movie for some reason. She talks about the movie constantly. I remember vividly when Anakin turned when he had that moment where he kills the Tusken Raiders yeah. and like. Even as a kid, realizing this is maybe not for kids. Like, that's how it felt. Because it was so visceral uh-huh. and so surreal. And, like, you watched his mom die. I'm like, this is pretty crazy. And uh, I just remember the the Yoda scene. Like, that's, that's burned in my head still to this day. I remember the, the theater feeling crazy. I don't know. That's a weird one. That's the one I don't really have that much of a relationship to. Besides, besides, and you might you might know this one, besides the Star Wars Bounty Hunter game. Whoo! Yeah. That's the one that 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 like carried my love from you know 2002 to 2005. That's the game I was nonstop that in Battlefront one and two. Oh my god, great games! Great the Bounty games. Hunter game was that was classified as canon, quote unquote mm-hmm. canon, until the Disney Act. Well, it could still yeah. be canon. Who cares? I um, think I think it might be. I think Book of Boba Fett's going to actually flesh it out. And I'm not kidding. I really no. I, really I, I agree with you. Though. I think they're yeah. I, I agree with you on that one. I think there'll be changes that need to be changed. See, but they'll... my only humble brag about that game is that I have talked to the creator of it. John Knowles is his name. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I've had two interviews with him before. And like, they're some of my favorite discussions of all time because he's like, oh, we were going to include this. And I'm like, what? You know, there was supposed to be this level where like you're in a ship and it's crashing down. You're fighting IG uh, 88 in the, in the ship. I'm like, this is the craziest thing in the world. But, uh, you know, it that game for some reason just is always stuck in my brain, you know, and I have a great memory of playing it. And you can, you know, you can, I don't know why I remember this, but you can, you know, zip lines. You can, you can, you can like, what is the mm-hmm. word called? You can rope them up. Essentially, you can, you can like, uh, you can like lasso them and um, you can catch them on fire. <laughs> I don't know why, but they would like burn and die and fall to the ground. And as a kid, I remember <laughs> just like going up to pedestrians going, and then they're like, oh, oh, and just, <laughs> Catching him on fire and walking away. <laughs> and so you identified with Anakin the most in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I was scared of it when he killed all those people, but I kind of get him. Yeah, I don't blame like, him. I get it. He you play video games, like, I get it. I get it. I get it. And, and it's it's funny because, like, you know, I imagine most people, when they watch Attack of the Clones, identify with other stuff. But, like, Django was the person I was like, man, he is 
so cool. Like you can't get cooler than Django Fett, right? I'm a huge, course, I always like Django better than Boba Fett. Yep. Yep. And yes. now I'm like, but now I'm like, well, Boba Fett's kind of, and he name dropped Django. So I'm like, well, I'm on board with you now. But yeah, I was always a Django. Django, I want a Django and Zam Wessel prequel series on Disney oh, Plus. Maybe one I want to see those two hanging out. I'm a huge oh. Zam Wessel fan. Greatest bounty hunter ever. Yeah. And a babe. Yeah. And a babe. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. It? Attack of the Clones didn't stick that. The lighting didn't stick with me, but I was too young. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There was other things going on. But Revenge of the Sith. Pokemon. Who? Hey, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. Revenge of the Sith well, was Revenge the Revenge of the Sith, you would have been 10 now, right? Yeah, and it was amazing. You were, you were it was, at like it was an, that's like the perfect the, age. I was gonna say it was the perfect age because you knew enough as to what was going on. And this is a wild story. And I have the book back there. I'm not gonna grab it. I have the um the uh is it called DK? What were the what were the old um the old visual dictionary? Is that a that a different yeah, yeah, yeah? But um I had the visual dictionary and I'll never forget I was looking on the internet, and this is 2004. I had just saw the Revenge of the Sith trailer before the Incredibles movie. So like it was it was November of 04 and I think it's when the trailer dropped and the, I was in the theater to see Incredibles and I could literally Revenge of the Sith trailer came out. I couldn't even like fathom what else would to watch. <laughs> the, like I, Incredibles became completely worthless to me. Like yeah. that whole movie was like my brain all the entire movie I'm watching Incredibles like no. Star Wars is in my mind. So I went home and I remember flipping through the, um, the, the, the visual dictionary and it had a picture of Palpatine as an old man. And then it had a picture of, uh, obviously in the Phantom Menace one, of Palpatine as a young man. And like in my brain, I'm like, there's a connection here. And then in the Revenge of the Sith trailer, they had that one shot of Palpatine with the lightsaber and he's swinging it at the teaser trailer. Hmm. And I'm like, they're going to show how that guy went to being this guy. And I'm like, this is going to be crazy. And of course... Then it comes out with, you know, oh, my God, Vader's in the trailer, too. So we're going to see this guy go to this guy. And that wasn't the very first time, like, that true, like, synapses, the connection, like, just, boom, went into my brain. Like, no way. We're seeing how these people became these people in this movie. And let's be honest, it did not disappoint. That movie, that movie, I would almost say, is one of the best Star Wars movies for that reason. Because it connects perfectly. Way better than I thought. You know, um. I haven't. I don't think I've asked you for yours yet, but we do a ranking Star Wars every year. Oh, I'm going to ask you okay. for your ranking, and we do. So what we do because it's ridiculous to rank Star Wars because we love oh, it's hard. Who, it's subjective, and who, that's the thing. What we do is we get around 30 people, all of our patrons okay. and 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 friends, and we just put a list together, and we I add yeah. them all up, and I put them in, and they're like, "Here's the list." And so yes, it's, it's no one's list. It's just ridiculous, but it's like yes. Empire and Jedi or one and two, whatever. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Last Jedi usually in the middle because it's either like really high or everyone's really favorite, high. everyone's least favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's right there. But Revenge of the Sith, everyone around your age, a little bit older, a little bit younger, that's always way up there. Oh, it is. The OT guys is a little bit lower, but it's yeah, for your age, that one skyrocket. Like it's always yeah. way up there. And and it got to the point, I think it was, I want to say it was in our top three or five. On our rankings, doesn't surprise me at all. Rogue One's always really high too, but that one was like that one is like because when we first started doing that was low. Like I think the first time we did it, it was Phantom Menace is always last. So I need your so weird Phantom Menace last Attack of the or is Attack of the Clones last? What those two flip flop one for last? Of course, yeah, they they tend to move. 
And then I think three, like third last or fourth last was Sith. And then after that, we started including more people and it it blew up. Yeah, I, but I think it's I think it's because of, I, I don't know, I, it, the way it's shot, the way it's done, it's almost like its own Star Wars movie. Like it, it is yeah. the perfect ending to the prequels. The, the music is insane. I had the CD. The CD came with a DVD about the journey of the music. It's just like, I... I don't know why, but that movie, Revenge of the Sith, always stuck with me. And, like, you know, some things really work well still. And, you know, the fact that Ahsoka, you know, has her own Revenge of the Sith arc now through Clone Wars. It's just, yeah. like, uh, it, it's crazy how important Order 66 is. It's like the uh, it's like the moment that ties all of Star Wars together. So, like, you, I don't know, that movie was the perfect movie at, my, at that age. And, like, watching Anakin burn was insane as a kid because now you get it. Now it makes sense why he's in the suit. The suit never made sense to me when I was little because I didn't see the point in it. No, but I don't. I don't think anyone was meant to either right then. But yeah. Here's a question for you: Was there a time there when you liked when you preferred that movie to Phantom Menace? Yeah, there was because because I think I think because it was uh, it felt more epic. Felt mm. like a lot more happened, you know. And and Revenge of the Sith wasn't scared to kind of cut abruptly. Like you know, you would go to like. I think literally, I almost positive there's like 12 movies in Revenge of the Sith because it's just so they have yeah. like all the Clone Wars moments. They've got, you know, some crazy things dealing with, you know, inner, inner, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like planetary battles, like right above Coruscant. Like it did so much that Star Wars hadn't done up until that point. And as a kid, you're just watching it like, this is great. The camaraderie between Anakin and Obi Wan's great. I don't know. Grievous was amazing. I had amazing. a cardboard cutout of him as a kid. Like he That's was awesome. amazing. It's just like I wish I wish I could even I wish I could ex- truly figure out how to express it. But like that movie just felt like uh, an event. And as a kid, I even remember going into it knowing this is the last Star Wars movie I'll ever see. And mm-hmm. I saw it three times in theaters. And wow. for someone who wasn't who wasn't driving, yeah. Like think about that. I went with my mom the first day it came out after school. I went with my dad that same weekend. I think I went. Maybe one more time the following weekend with my aunt, just like because I I had asked so many times, and I remember those screenings vividly. They were so special, and I don't know. That's that'll be the one that I have the best memories of. But it's funny, like I even watch it today, and and I just know that it's it's still special. It's a special movie. I don't know. It's weird. It's a really special movie. Yeah, I know it. It is, and it was. You know, that's twenty. 20- eight years coming together for George Lucas in that moment Wild. Right? With, with the, when the mask comes down and yep. sitting in the theater with, when the, when the mask finally hits his face and there's mm-hmm. that moment of silence before yep. the breathing, which is, there's nothing more iconic than his breathing, nope. right? Like it's like nope. the minute you hear it, you're like, like chills, right? It's like, yeah, Star Wars, we're in it. Uh, like, I'll watch three more movies with this guy. Well, you're going to let's do it. Literally, <laughs> you know, literally. Uh, yeah. I would watch more and more, like you know, and then and it's moments like that though that impact like Rogue One, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, lives off of. And and I got I gotta mention this because I don't know how you feel with you, you being younger and everything, but for me, um, the prequels and the original trilogies always kind of felt um, separate from each other in a lot of ways. Too, okay, as I was through my years, and then. Actually, it was Disney, uh, Lords of the Sith, the novel Lords of the Sith. I read Lords of the Sith, mm-hmm. and I was at my in-laws, and, and 
something came up with Star Wars, and my father was like, "Oh, I got the VHSs," and he put on the widescreen VHS tapes, the special edition ones. Like, That's amazing. Puts those, he puts the yeah, like he had a DVD VCR. That's like 2012. I love that. That's amazing. No, this is like 13 or 14, even. Oh no, way. <laughs> even yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, antiquated. So, yeah. I know it's before like, it was charming. You know what I mean? Yeah, like now it's exactly. charming. Yeah, no, are charming. Then it was just pathetic. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like so why he do puts, have that weirdo. He puts in. <laughs> I can't remember which one he put in. We ended up watching. I think the original trilogy. He had, I don't think he ever saw the prequels. But he put in whatever, and I'm watching it. I think it was Return of the Jedi. We worked in like reverse order. We sure. put in Tarantino the order on that one. We Perfect. watch it back, and I'm like, I'm watching it, and all of a sudden, and I, I really think it's because of that book. I can hear, I, I now hear Anakin in Vader a lot more than I used to. And they became like the yes, same character. Yes. And it's just, when I, before, like, I guess 10 years ago, whatever, they're always very separate. And now I'm like, nah, I really hear, like, now it's like I can hear the Hayden Christians. I can hear that. It's Anakin weird. I, it's there, yeah. weird. I love that because I was at the beach with my family this past weekend. Oh, no, weekend. Whoa, this past summer. <laughs> and we were down there and we were barbecuing in the little condo we were staying at. And these people were barbecuing next to us and had a Star Wars shirt on. He goes, Oh, this young guy, probably like 15 or 16, is like, What's your favorite movie? And I said, The Phantom Menace is my, my all time favorite. And he goes, I don't like those prequels because the, the guy that played Anakin just did a horrible job. And I'm like, Oh, did he? And he's like, Yeah, the director didn't do it. I'm like, Oh, okay, 15 year old. So I said, Think about that. <laughs> when you watch these movies, Listen to the way Vader talks, yeah. okay, in the original trilogy. Then go back and watch The Phantom Menace. I'm sorry, go back and watch uh, Revenge of the Sith and listen to how he talks, you know, there. And it's, it's, you can't even argue it. Like, yeah. you know, I love you. You know, just like the way he's talking. It's just, it's literally how Vader talks yeah. in the suit. And exactly. it's like the mannerisms, the awkwardness. Of course, this dude's going to be awkward. Like, people don't realize this. Of course, Anakin's going to be awkward. He was taken from his mother when he was 10 years old. He yep. never had a dad. He was a literal slave being ran by this weird Toydarian man. Like, this dude's going to be awkward and weird. And so when it comes to love, he's going to have a really skewed vision of love. He's also going to have a really skewed way of being a person. He he was literally forced into being a priest when he probably wasn't supposed to be. Like, mm -hmm. this this dude is conflicted. And then the second you have that realization, the second you have that kind of epiphany where you're like, oh, okay, maybe that does make sense. When you watch A New Hope, his character makes so much sense now. When you watch Empire and he's trying to get his son to the dark side and he talks like this, it's like, that's Vader. And, and, and literally when he has that moment, you know, if you're not with me, you're against me. It's a terrible line, but it is still vader yeah, it's in line and it's in line it, with it's with yes it bothers me when people say that oh hayden is a terrible actor. no he's not he, he's a great if anything it's proof he's an amazing actor and he found the subtext of the acting like that exactly. was it yeah awkward was, and, and evil i uh yeah that was a great moment at star wars uh celebration orlando he came out for the 40th anniversary yes. i remember someone i won't say who but someone tweeted like oh everyone's giving a Standing ovation. Do they remember how bad he was? And I was like, that wasn't bad. First of all, wrong crowd, buddy. And then I was yeah. at, um, I went to the stage, the Star Wars show stage, and he came out there. And I know a few people that God. are fond of his, and they were like, Dah! but I'm glad that he's coming back in Obi-Wan yes. and Ahsoka. I'm just glad that he's going to get a chance to do it. I was really hoping he would show up in, in the sequels. Um, yes. 
I, there was really, I guess, no place. For, I mean, maybe we could argue maybe in Rise of Skywalker maybe. there's a spot for him to show yeah. up in. But, um, yep. but you know what? It is – they are what they are. He didn't show up. So um, now you, you're still young. You're not even a teenager yet. <laughs> and Star Wars is over. No. Done for good. You're 10. You're like, done. oh, man. Done. I'm done. My life is – why? Why? What's the point? Pokemon. And, like, it was weird – well, it was that too. And like, you know, when you're in fourth grade, like, you know, things are starting to change in terms of who you are and what you want. And like, you're no longer, you're like in that really weird stage between being a kid, being a teenager. And yeah. like, and honestly, I would say that's weirder than being a teenager because like, you know, you've got cousins that are older than you that are doing stuff that you would not necessarily do. And you've got other people in your life that are younger than you that you, it's, it's just odd time. Uh -huh. And so back then, which is pretty interesting, Back then is when, you know, the next generation of video games were coming out. And, like, they had, obviously, there was a lull in there. I was playing a lot of Pokemon on my DS, just stuff like that. And um, there was kind of a, a break in, in some regard to my interest in Star Wars. What held it out was the video games, though. James Bond came back. That was kind of what took yeah. it, to be honest with you. Daniel Craig's Bond. And, like, I had finally gotten a hold of all those VHSs. I think I was old enough to kind of comprehend them. But, like, from then... I went straight into middle school and then from middle school I was in high school. And all I wanted to do was play guitar, break guitar and uh, chase girls. That's literally it. And like, it was really weird because, because after that, the second I was done with high school, I graduated in 2014. That's when star Wars came back. So like that period honestly was dedicated to music and dedicated to, to, you know, just typical high school pursuits, you know, yeah. and, and just being a, a teenager but the second I graduated and I could kind of be who I wanted to be again, you know, like, you know, you're not mm -hmm. held to that, you know, standard of being a high schooler, doing all kinds of high school stuff. I really fell back in love with the fandom. And like, I wasn't watching Rebels or anything, but I was, uh, I was really into just reading on Star Wars, watching them again. Marvel had became so big that kind of took a little bit of that space, but it's weird. Like I'll never forget my, uh, we were. It was Black Friday, 2014. I know you'll never forget either. They, I think that's. I think that's the moment for everyone. That's going to be our Order 66. We're like Star Wars yeah. had a, a comeback, you know. And and you watch that trailer on that Black Friday, that first Force Awakens teaser trailer. Yeah. And I remember being, I was 19. Yeah, around night. That would that'd be correct. Yeah, 1920. Yep. And I was watching like, wow. Well, I know where my attention is going to be for the next uh -huh. however long. I still didn't think, I mean, we're, we're going on four years now, five. Oh no, I'm sorry. What am I talking about? It's not 2019, six years now. And I'm still just as obsessed as ever, you know, but yeah, it's weird. It's the, the journey is still going on, dude. And, and it's always transforming. Uh, there's times where like these past couple of months has been hard and I know it sounds stupid, but like we haven't gotten any new content, you know, yes. since bad batch and bad batch was a good, a palate cleanser, you know, but like, I never realized live action Star Wars television would be would mean more to me than the movies. And at this point it does. It's weird. So between Sith and like so you have you have no relationship with with Clone Wars at that time. Nope. Or none the of the Disney it. purchase of it. Mm -mm. it just kinda like... I remember I remember the purchase very well is that I was we were at lunch in high school and we were reading it on uh, on our laptops and I was like, that's a big deal. Yeah. And like we talked about it for a second. But, I mean, I didn't know if they liked Star Wars or not. Like, I didn't. Yeah. The only thing I remember vividly from high school is my buddy Landon saying, R2 
just to make me laugh because of how Luke says it. He yeah. goes, those movies are great, but like every time R2's in a scene in Fire Strikes Back, he's like, R2! I'm like, yeah. I don't know why. I'll still do that to myself just to make myself laugh because it's Amazing. so ridiculous. R2! It's just Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, dude, to... you're, you're right. It wasn't there. It just yeah. wasn't there. But you're at, you're at a different age. Like you said, that was that. Yeah. You're awkward before teen, then teen. I'm gl- it's... I'm glad they weren't out because I wouldn't have been yeah. I wouldn't have been enjoying them. I would have probably had a much more skewed vision of them. But when I was going through college, I mean, they were the forefront. I went to the the uh, what they call them Force Fridays. I did all that yeah. like because I could right, and mm-hmm. I could buy the movie tickets the second they came out. Like it was weird, and it felt like it was for me again. And even though it was more catered to an original trilogy audience like yourself, it it still hit everything I needed to hit. Now, of course, we're we're very lucky now. We're very fortunate now that we're getting Kenobi. So it feels like my generation is having its Force Awakens, at least to me, where that's going to come out and that's going to be a moment. I cannot. I, got, I guess I, I I love the Force Awakens. I always call the Force Awakens a donut where I'm like, it, it's really great. It tastes great, but it's kind of it's like empty calories. It's like... Interesting. We're in the same. My buddy Eric yeah. loves it. And we talk about it constantly. He lo- It's his favorite sequel trilogy movie. And I'm like, it it does things I like. But it felt like a love letter to the OT, yeah, and and it didn't really acknowledge that the, the prequels even existed, except for that one line that Huck says, where he's like, "I oh, know yeah. that that Kylo Ren says, like, well, should we just get clones instead oh. of something like that?" And that's it. I'm like, that's the only homage out of the whole sequel trilogy I, besides the use of Sidious and TLJ. But that's it. Yeah, I was, I was, look, I was uh, 2015. I was 20. 30, 34, 33, 34 when I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, uh, they happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> we can acknowledge was, them. Yeah. Like, they're a thing. When the pit toys show up in Mandalorian, I'm, I read that Boba Fett trailer. I'm like, oh my God. Do it. Why it's does that crazy. do that to me? It's so weird. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the, the slightest acknowledgement of the prequels yeah. or, or, dude, I know, I know everyone freaked out in my, in my crew. When they said the word M count in yes. and then chapter uh was it chapter uh twelve of the Mandalorian? Uh, I was like, no way they just said M count. Like I know what that means. They didn't even say it, but they said it. It was wild. But it, the thing is, you can hate them all you want. It exists. Yes, it exists they, in the world. That's it. Definitely you can't exists. change that. You might want nope. to, but you can't. And so mm-hmm. that that always uh, frustrates me with with all really, you know prequels or sequels for the most part but i think part of it too was i would like it was i love i love the prequels and it's so hard to find people who love the prequels and then i found people who love the prequels and then they made new movies and they're like but we don't like the prequels and you're like what wait 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 what's going on no so weird and you know the original trilogy doesn't acknowledge the prequels that much because they couldn't because they happened before they the prequels. Exist. But they now you have exist. a chance to like bring this world together. Yes. And they were like, nah, nah. Jar Jar is buried in the sands back there. It's so annoying. That's the one thing I don't like is that is that idea. You know. Yeah. I hate, I'm with I hate you on the that idea one. of that. Like, like why why avoid something that came before it when it was obviously made by someone who loved it and cared for it. It wasn't like those movies were terrible. That's the thing. People like to say they're terrible movies because they refuse to take in what it is. And like, once you accept the movie for what it is, you can either love it or hate it. You're entirely up to your opinion, but you can't say that movies, 
you can't say any movie is a bad movie. It's just, I don't, I'm not that kind of person. Someone put a lot of work into it, even if it's terrible, but someone put effort into it and it's someone's job. And like to not acknowledge those movies was a little disheartening, but we did have Clone Wars. We did have things that yeah. did acknowledge it that even fleshed out better. I hope the sequel trilogy gets an animated show, not like Resistance, but a really good animated show that flushes out its story. Because we can we can be honest. I mean, Tross had some pretty, you know, great moments. I just got some great moments, but like there was some convolution there with the snow part and the chambers. I'm like, this is just what the hell is happening? The you know? three seconds of Mandalorian, we got Snoke flat, like was better than any explanation. Exactly, got in the movie. <laughs> because it was it was enough for you to go, oh, that's connecting the dots. Like, yeah, that's that's where we want to go with this. So. I don't know. That's that's kind of how I feel. I, I hope one day that that in what say 15 years from now, you know, in in 2036, we're all talking and hanging out and we're like, man, I love that that second season of Star Wars, whatever, fleshing out. <laughs> Just like <laughs> I'm really curious to see the five year olds that saw The Force Awakens when they're your age. That's Get what this. I'm really you're gonna I'm love really this. You're gonna love this. I'm a middle school teacher. Yeah. And I started teaching at the school I'm at in 2019. So think about it this way. They're already vocal. They already feel strongly about it because those kids are that I taught uh, that I teach now. I taught them 2019. So now they're eighth graders. So I taught them when they're in sixth grade. They were like, I love The Force Awakens. I love The Last Jedi. You know, th those are fairly new movies to them. And even now, uh, them being like right 13 or 14 years old. And we talk about Star Wars every now and then in class. And they ask me about it. They're, they say their favorites and what they love the most is The Force Awakens and TLJ and Rogue One and all these other. And, and literally one kid who's really young, who I don't even teach yet, was like, my favorite is Solo. And I'm like, that's great. Like these are, these yeah. people are, these, these young people are now having their, their moments of realization. Like, you know, they're going to grow up thinking no one disliked those movies. And it's going to be so surreal to have them have that moment of realization too. So it's, it's well, hard I can happened. tell you about the dislike on the prequels. When yes. Those. I wouldn't even want to hear it because no. I almost, I have a hard time <laughs> believing it. I mean that like I, I almost, it's I mean, I so... get it. I can respect it, but I have a hard time believing that. It even That's happened. so funny because it's like your viewpoint was non-existent. So 20 weird. years ago, like it's like I like, well, I'm not, I shouldn't say that. Like I, a lot of my friends, like the prequels that, I, that sure. I would go see those movies with, I want to go see it with somebody who didn't like it. Right. Yeah. But, but the vast majority in the media, what nothing to do with the pre like, they're like, Oh, so weird. And I think uh, someone from like CNN, who was it? Um, got disinvited to attack of the clones because she said that Phantom Menace was a failure. Wow. <laughs> and they're like, you imagine who was it? God, it was 20 years ago. I can't remember. Was it Barbara yeah, Walters? It was not <laughs> Barbara Walters. She was she was at the premiere. There's a photo of yeah, it. I can see I it really, that was the biggest event. But I'm, yeah, that's interesting <laughs> that you say that because I actually showed my nieces and nephew Rise of Skywalker when it came oh, out on digital. Nice. When it came out early on digital, like two yes, because like, of mm -hmm. yeah, they happen to be over. I'm like, hey, let's let's watch this. Like, okay. And they didn't watch, and they're not massive Star Wars fans, but they like no. it enough. And we're sitting there. And and I'll never forget it was because people hate this, but when when he's like you're a Palpatine to Ray, the two two of them their mouths dropped like yep right and then that was and their moment it was and the next day we're outside and we can't do anything because COVID just hit 
and they got sticks like look i'm ready and they don't play star wars and they're starting to play star wars and i was yeah. like that's the point of the movie we're like whatever we can think what we want everyone yeah that is what the movie you know is made for exactly then, yeah and so like the palpatine thing was just like ah. i just yeah i never thought of it and they're just like in shock and like what oh, my so God. wild and i, was like, yeah, I love kids. that yeah that's what Star that's wars what is. i want to hear it's just that, that's how it's supposed to be you know that's brilliant yeah. That's awesome. So now we're going to talk about why The Last Jedi is the worst movie ever made and how Ryan John <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This is it. We're in there we go. a finale of sorts. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it, a finale. No, but okay. But, so how, how was it though, in comparison to Revenge of the Sith, did any of the sequels match up at all to your experience watching Revenge of the Sith. And I don't what? mean this like negative in like a negative way. Like, no, no, I no, want no. you to tell me how it didn't. I just want because like for me like um Force Awakens kind of was the equivalent to the Phantom Menace viewing experience. Maybe not the movie itself, but the experience. Like the experience. Today, I'm talking that's what I want to hear more about is the experience Man. watching the movie. Look, my aunt, my honest opinion the sequels is I love them. They mean a lot to me. As I get older they're going to mean even more. Cause that was that, that those are the movies that brought me back. And yeah. I love, I love having that. I remember look, I'm looking at old Facebook posts that I was making, hyping it up. Like, it's so cool, especially around this time. Like yeah. this literally what seven days, sorry, six days from right now would have been when the force awakens came on six years ago. And like, like I, that there's something to it. Like I remember seeing my family. I remember making my family go see him. I saw TFA six times at the theaters. I saw yeah. TFA six times. I saw trust five times. And like, I saw Rogue One so many. It's just like, I don't know, as an adult, you can you can do things you want with this now. And like, I never disliked any of them. And I don't dislike them now. Um, are they what I want to see out of Star Wars? No, I think I think for me, their time has has come and it has came and it's done. We did it. Um what what would I watch them if they went back to them? Of course. It'd be that'd be the first in line. Mm -hmm. But but in terms of where they're focusing now, like Yes, give me more of this guy. Or yes, give me more of the little guy over my shoulder. Like that, like give me that. That's new. That's inventive. Um, I'm tired of I'm tired of stormtroopers being different versions of stormtroopers. I'm tired of rebellion being different versions of the rebellion. Like I was hoping the sequel would have given us that, but it kind of stuck to that, which is fine. That's what they told they decided to do with that story. But now we But have, you know what? Like, they brought you back with that though. So, so they did, and that's how they bring you back. That's yeah. how you get back on this yeah uh but in terms of just watching it like i love them does it compare to the prequels for me um probably not i think the prequels will always be a comfort movie and i think even for me and my fiance like she'll put on the show we would rather watch the phantom menace than watch anything else you know it's just a comfort movie it's simple it's easy the music's great you get hooked into it you can just put it on and, and weirdly enough the movie that i still do that with the movie the new movies i do those is solo Solo was perfect. Like people don't talk about Solo enough. The biggest twist in all of Star Wars recently was Solo, when he when Maul was at the end of it. That mm -hmm. that honestly blew me away more than anything else the sequels did because that was so I, unexpected for me. I was like, "There's no way they just did that." They're expecting yeah. people to know that Maul was still alive in a theater, and that was when I was like, "Lucasfilm is like straight up looking at people like, hey, this is still gonna matter." Like, yeah, you may thought he died. And now they made the Clone Wars feel validated. They made uh -huh. Rebels feel valid. They made everything feel validated. And I'm like, this oh, is a great word. And, and, and that, and it's, and I, I said it one time and oh my God, it went, I don't know why Twitter, like, of course, was like, oh, let's, let's blow this tweet up. But I said, 
I love when um I love when they have a uh, oh what was the word I used a great phrasing. Um, Lucasfilm with this movie has held like it, it makes you ah what's the word it was a beautiful word not expectation um, held accountable that was it Lucasfilm now is making you you're they're holding you accountable to understanding the story and people got so sensitive over the word being held accountable but it right. does like you're watching you're watching Solo and you're as a common fan my mom literally looked at me and said when does this take place with like where's Ray. Because people don't know. Yep. People just don't know. And Solo was the first time where they like were straight up like, we're kicking you where it hurts. Like, this is going to be unexpected. And it no Star Wars movie has done that since for me. Where it was a true moment of shock. Vader in, in Rogue One, that was cool. I liked it. Uh, not shocking, though, because that's who he was. But like Maul and Solo, no one talks about it enough. That movie was phenomenal. Maul and Solo, for me, there's... Absolutely love it. I'm a huge Darth Maul fan. Like Darth Maul yeah. is my he's my favorite. Phantom um, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this I went to go. I actually I um I didn't get to go to Chicago celebration. You did yeah. might not get to talk about it on this show because we're running late. But I all I wanted was to go to the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel. Oh, it's amazing. And I won the damn tickets for that one too. And, <gasps> I, get the, and I was like, You got on. the lottery notification that I gave it to oh. I gave it to my uh yeah, I gave it to uh, and my friend Andrew who was there. My mm -hmm. friend, I gave it to him and he got to go nice. and take pictures and and I was like was phenomenal. Ah, I wish I was there. That's was all amazing. I wanted the whole time because that's my favorite. I saw the the Ray Park uh um panel at Yep. Orlando with uh, yes with Warwick Davis the best. so good so good because so Darth Maul he's my he's my absolute but my he's two things with Maul at the end was one I, I wish they had like the plan to like expand on that going I forward think like, they will or, yeah that, me me too even if the, that animated show that's being rumored rumored the other oh. thing though is I I love the Rebels his death in Rebels but I was almost like ah oh, if you didn't do that like the, I know I know you dude. Know, it's like the possibilities are endless. I know. And and I have I have this book, and I'm sure you've heard of it, the Star Wars Archives book by Paul yeah. Duncan. And uh I have the the prequels one, and literally in the very back of it, it's like what Lucas would have done with the sequels, and Maul would have been one of the villains in the sequels. I'm like that. Yeah, that would have made yeah. it feel so insanely connected, you know, be in the shadows the whole time. He becomes yeah. the Phantom Menace and he comes back out like, oh my god, like that. Yeah, Maul is one of those that. People know he's literally on the side of this VHS I've been staring at the entire time. Like he is just like just yeah. so big and like for a character that has three lines. I mean, really, you know, like like in the movie to be so important now in the story is just phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, so, that was a huge moment for me. That was the only shocking moment that Star Wars has given me besides Grogu and obviously Luke and the Mandalorian. Grogu, Grogu is like mind. a Grogu was the lightning in a uh, bottle. Luke, Grogu, every, dude. Every, uh, I will never forget that. That that's honestly where where of course before TL before Tross came out like that no one knew that was going to happen and that changed that it's so weird this is such a weird phrase if Disney had started off with that I think we would have a yeah. whole different park I think we'd have a whole different slate of yeah. shows like John Favreau and Dave when they came up with that idea that was beyond genius. Like it, but within the first week of that move, that show coming out, I almost said movie. My students were saying the word baby Yoda. Like, it's just crazy how quick. Oh, my, my Bye. niece, who I was, I, I mentioned watching the thing. This is she's not a huge fan, but she was watching apparently. And my brother-in-law was like, 
He's like, I, I, I was watching it. I left for a second and she's like, Baby Yoda. And he's like, There's no Baby Yoda. <laughs> like, so awesome. Baby Yoda. It didn't matter who you were. You you said Baby Yoda. You, knew it. you didn't hear anyone say Baby Yoda. You, you came up with that on your own because that's what it was, right? That's All you, you know heard. is Yoda. That's Baby yep. Yoda. So, so brilliant. So good. I, I can't best. keep you much longer, but I got to hear about your Star Wars celebration, Chicago experience. Um, just, just, just like sum it all up. Cole's notes, I guess. And then, <laughs> no, no, and then, yeah. no. James, I'm glad you asked because no one talks about this enough with me, and I, I'm surprised. You know, this is the that that's something that I I think a lot of people have seen, and and I have word from so this. I know this guy that produced Earth to Ned, which is a Disney Plus yeah. show with the puppets. He's told me because he had to do he helped uh, do a feature for Star Wars, like they had a Star Wars crossover moment, and he had to like coordinate with Lucasfilm, and he was like, I watched your your reaction video to like kind of hype me up. Cause I wasn't, a, he's like, I'm not a star Wars fan. I just know that it was, it was, you know, and I know this video was popular and he said, I would watch your video to hype me up before we would shoot that day. And he goes, I will sit next with one of the Lucasfilms representatives. And I like, have you seen, he said, I have you seen this. And he showed it to them. And he goes in the, I don't know who the representative was. He couldn't tell me who it was. It probably wasn't anyone big, but literally the representative says, Oh no, we've all seen that video. And I was like, <laughs> to think Kathy Kennedy was like, look how sad this guy is. Like, do you think, think Kathy Kennedy and JJ Abrams gave a high five when they watched that together? I honestly, because it's weird. The when the the I, the the video, thing about that video, which people don't realize, and I don't know why the YouTube algorithm decided to bless us with this, but it obviously the trailer came out in April of 2019. I didn't upload that video in its full version with everyone's being featured on it until august august of 2019 was it that late that four or five months late i know and so you're watching it and you're like man it 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 just encapsulates the moment and i think it was because i have other videos from other people and and me being the forefront and look it's not for show that's the problem people think these reaction videos are like just to get them hype and i mean literally it's it's just who i am i'm just always been kind of an emotional dude very excited and people and of course my students always pick on me for this why'd you cry mr jara why'd you cry i'm like because (laughs) i guess you don't realize it but like they're too young obviously they're like they're like under the age of 13 like they haven't had a a a spiritual moment like a true spiritual not not i'm not saying i don't know what they've been through but like to have a communal moment of such intensity where you've been waiting for this thing the whole convention is hyped around this one trailer the Mandalorian wasn't special then. Um, uh, even even the Phantom Menace, uh, the the thing they were marketing with that, but it wasn't it wasn't that special, right? It wasn't a new thing. I think the only new thing um, might have been Fallen Order. Like might have been Fall. Like there was nothing else that big that weekend. I think no, it was it was right. It was, that it was, was just Skywalker weekend. So like, or, and all we could say was and, and Episode Nine because we didn't yeah, know the name nice. of it. And so you're watching it. We hadn't seen footage. We hadn't heard interviews. The movie was already canned. It was done. They were in the pre, the post-production part of it. Like they weren't shooting anymore to our knowledge. And like they barely showed us. The, we, we had no idea what this movie was going to be. And of course, off the controversialness of TLJ, you know, I loved it. I'm sure other people loved it. Other people didn't love it. So like it was, it was a weird moment in Star Wars. You're like, okay, how does this movie unite everyone? And it may not have been the movie. But I am damn positive to say that it was the trailer that reunited us. Yes. Because that trailer, that trailer had 
everything. It even had a, it had Leia's theme. It had so much. It was just such a dense, 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 dense trailer. It was just perfect. And then, of course, at the very end, you've got Palpatine's laugh, which is, I mean, that's why I start crying because I'm like, oh my God, like, are they doing this? I couldn't, I did, no one expected that. And the room changed. The emotion of the room was like, what? And then the title, the Star Wars, and then in between it, the Rise of Skywalker. And the crowd went, it was, it was so magical. And and having to sync that video up the first time, I, I cried because I'm like, this is just, this moment was huge, not just for me, but for, and at that convention, there was like 40,000 people, 40,000 other yeah, people. It was- was big it was huge and like in that in that event hall the um the stadium because it was a a, literally a stadium first time celebration has ever been held in a stadium at the um mccormick convention center and stadium there was twenty thousand people in that room and that room was packed that actual um that actual arena was packed it was just weird and and then we haven't had maybe besides for luke uh and the mandalorian we haven't had that moment in a while like uh-huh. true hype and yes the video is popular yes people people destroy me in the comments it's great but like in terms of how what it means to me i i will always love that video even if i don't find the movie to be particularly incredible i will always love that trailer that's a, just a perfect trailer yeah, does everything it wants do you remember do you remember watching it the trailer and maybe even the reaction video i did a reaction video on my own uh yes. my car on my lunch yes at work i planned my lunch for that i did a reaction and uh, uh my friend andrew who's on this channel with me a bunch of times he he's a huge palpatine fan that's his best yeah friend. i'm just like call me yeah and we spoke but yeah it was um <clears throat> yeah it was a wild trip i didn't think the, the title reveal was exciting but i also yeah. kind of was like you could just tell us the title <laughs> exactly I'm like i know he worked for marvel but like yeah it's star wars yeah. but yeah that trailer was uh when she jumps over the, the tie fighter and it just it, yeah it was unreal it was a kylo ren like killing the guys which ends up being on mustafa like mm-hmm. yeah it was just like perfect unreal perfectly Lando. put together yeah that shot is had... that shot isn't even in tross that shot yeah, of him smiling true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. not even in the movie and like I, I don't know. And you saw Leia hugging Ray. I was like, yeah. and I remember crying. Cause like they had talked about bringing her back yeah. when we hadn't seen it officially, but like they had talked about it in interviews and when they showed it and like, she's really embracing him and uh, embracing Ray. I was like, this is unreal. Like this, this can't be existing. Like, I think it was so crazy. And so in the moment, I, I really couldn't, I couldn't process it. And then you can see a very emotional person. And of course, they did the classic, and and I'm sure you remember watching it afterwards. Roll it again, yeah. And then, and oh again. my god, <laughs> the whole weekend, dude. I know you weren't there. The whole weekend, people yeah. were repeating that. Roll it again. Oh, I know, I have. Just... Uh, I talked. Oh. We did. I did a live show every day with Andrew. Fr- oh, I love it. And we and we talked, and he's like, "It's crazy. It's crazy. It's so, crazy. A lot of fun." You're gonna be back. Are you gonna be back in? Uh, in I've got morning? guaranteed. Got the hotel. Got the tickets. So we gotta get the flights. and buying the flights this week. So we, you, you're gonna be. You're gonna be now. there. No, I'm not I'm gonna, gonna see you. This time. Oh, oh well, no. it's okay. You'll get. Next you'll one. get a correspondent message. You'll. You'll get a video if you want. <laughs> Sucks I'll to be you. Live reaction. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing the Attack of the Clones panel now. <laughs> no, I know they would too. Attack of the Clones and Return of the Jedi all together. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you might have to find some way, even yeah. if you walked. 
<laughs> I would, you know what? When the day gets closer, I'll probably be like, I gotta get there. I gotta get there. Yeah, so, you gotta get there. We'll see. But, but when when it was in August, I was uh, I was ready to. Sure. And then when they switched it to May, I was like, I don't think I just I don't even know if I can that weekend. That's yeah. the problem. So it's I was like, God, you, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And then Chicago was I talked told you before other things came up in Chicago that uh, yeah, they ruined my life. Yeah. They're fun. Though. They're a lot of fun. I can't wait to get back to one at some point, yes. whenever that is. Yes. Um, but we've been going way too long. We'll have what? to do a part. We'll have to do a part two. I'm fine with that. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> you tell part me. Two. You tell me the day I'll be there. Damn well, it. What, okay. I, yes. What are your thoughts? Like Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, Kenobi, Andor. Thoughts. Final thoughts. How about that? Does that work? Yeah, I can tell you this much. Like I like I said earlier, I think Bad Batch was a nice holdout, you know, from from Mando season two to this. And I love Bad Batch. It was great. It did a lot for me. It did a lot for the story of Star Wars, too. But in terms of like true hype, I mean, the live action shows have been unreal. They've just been unreal. Like they every every I guess now it's gonna be Wednesday, but every Friday morning when they were coming out, I honestly look so forward to that and I've missed that that urge to be like super excited every yeah. every friday morning and i'm excited to be every wednesday morning now i'm 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 just so happy to have that back and it looks like 2022 is going to be a year of a lot of that and and you know it, it marvel had its past year i mean right i mean marvel had all like four of its shows yeah. come out and they were all fantastic but I'm so happy to know that that Lucasfilm or Star Wars, even with the Willow show coming out, is going to have its moment. So I don't know. I'm I, I'm most hyped for Kenobi just because of who I who I am as a prequels baby. But I mean, coming close behind it is gonna hundred see hundred percent be Book of Boba Fett because I mean you've got the same two guys that have made the Mandalorian who have honored the prequels and the OT and the sequels. It's yeah. just it just seems like those are the shows that make star wars the, the the blanket term star wars now if that makes any sense like when i thought of star wars i thought of the prequels where as other people thought of the ot where now people are going to think of the sequels but like when you watch the mandalorian when you sit down that morning even for boba fett i'd imagine you don't know what you're gonna get and it's phenomenal it's so different than what we're used to doing so yep i think those are my two most hype Andor's gonna be great don't get me wrong it's gonna be a lot of episodes of that show and um, what was the other one? Ahsoka is going to be amazing too because it's Dave. But in terms of uh, in terms of hype, oh my god, come on now, Kenobi's going to kill it. And then yeah. of course, my boy back there. Whoo! I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. And I'm maybe, glad I could do this though. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming up. We sh- we got to do more. Yeah. We got to. <laughs> what? What are you excited for? Sorry, James. I didn't even ask you. What are you excited well, for? Well, this is this is my I don't answer the questions here. So we're gonna oh, move on. Weird. I uh I'm with you on <laughs> Kenobi. Um, yeah, because and you know the thing with Kenobi is I was never I, I and don't get me wrong, I love obviously I love the prequels, I love you and yeah. his performance. But when Solo came out, everyone said we want a Kenobi movie, not solo. I was always yeah. like, No, I'm more interested in a solo movie. That's for me, I, yeah, because for me, because I'm like Kenobi, like he what he sits around in the desert and like it's not that I didn't think they could do more with that. I'm like I'm pretty content with that. Like yes. I'm like I'm I'm content with Kenobi's story. Yes, but the thing now is it's happening, obviously, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I don't I don't know I don't know what to expect. You know, That's I'm the like best part. 
We're who knows how many months away from it. Don't know what to expect. Yeah. The class has been announced. And they just had, that was a, o, O'Shea Jackson came out. And he goes, I see all the people re- leaking. And he's like, he's like, they don't even know. They don't even know. They don't even know. Like, what is yeah. that? What is this show about? I don't like, so yeah, I'm really excited for that one. And again, like prequel, who knows how close to the prequels it'll be in visually yeah. or anything, but, Give us but a uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, and you know what? I, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to Andor because I like that Rogue One. I like in between, I just love this idea of I know Andor will probably be more original trilogy look like Rogue One, but I love sure. the idea that the Empire took over and the galaxy went to hell, and that's why it looks the way it does, right? It's not clean anymore. Yes, I, I always clean. love that. I think that's something that hasn't been. Since oh, Lucas and, and your boy McCallum, it hasn't been appreciated enough. You know, uh-huh. it's like, I want to see that. Like, I just want to see it get grittier and sure. dirtier because the Empire sucks, you know? Yes. Yeah. You don't care. Oh, it's brilliant. Hey, so it's good. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I uh, won't take any more of your time. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you if they can't? Oh and what video game will you be playing the week of hey! this airs? I don't know. What this week? Uh, I've been on a Wait, kick no. of playing. This is the end, play- of Ge- the end of December. The end of December. Yep, I'll be playing up. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Ooh, nice. Oh, yeah, I'll send you the link. I love that game. I, I've yeah. been uh, recently. I've been ch- I've been like struggling with like what games do I play because I've been on a kick of like let's play new games you don't want you don't you never played before. And then when I do that, I don't know what I'm doing on stream and I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm so focused in the game. So I'm like, that's so dumb. So let's rethink this, Scott. And. Let's do games you grew up with, games that you can talk over, games that you can even banter on, games you know the history about. And I decided to yeah. do Ocarina of Time, which is the one that I, I love. Bombad Gaming's the show. And I, I love playing that game. I might even play some today. But um, of course, you can find uh, at the Scott J. Rowe on Twitter. Um, you can also find Bombad Cast every Thursday. We're doing our Book of Bullet Fett recap show um, the second that episode drops. So we're going to be doing a recap show on this December 30th with a couple of guests and and it's going to be the next thursdays until the show's done i think like february 2nd so awesome. we are going to be talking a lot of bookable of that but i'm i'm just happy to know that you know star wars is feeling the way that star wars does now and i'm, I'm glad to do this with you dude this was a bomb bad blast bomb bad blast you know bomb blast I know I'm from Louisiana and I'm used to Mardi Gras, but this is a different version of Mardi Gras. <laughs> Those are available <laughs> on T Public, right? Yes, they are. If you want to look 80s, there's a cream colored shirt, by the way. That's why it looks so off colored. I had someone say to me, Why do you wear dirty shirts? I'm like, It's not dirty. It's cream, <laughs> it's cream. colored to look villain, to look vintage. Damn it does. It. it does. It does look anyway. vintage. <laughs> it does. Oh, <laughs> it's right. awesome. All right. Thanks so much for joining me here. Uh, to everybody else, may the force of others be with you. Stay bombed. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.